At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're tuned in to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. This is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing. Chill out, grab a cold one, let's go explore what there is to do off the water. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. And uh, big announcement. Big announcement is this, is that I am a married man. So for all those who have been wondering where the show has been and what I've been up to, well, this is what I have been up to. I share this with you guys. You guys can see my uh, my beautiful wife. Uh, we got married last Wednesday, and there we are uh, right at dinner right after the wedding. So we had a very uh, a very long week, uh, to say the least. Uh, we got married on a Wednesday. We had fan, uh, family and friends uh, come in on Thursday and Friday. And then we had the actual reception on Saturday, and then Sunday. Just Sunday was, you know, I, I'll ask you, I, there wasn't like a lot of drinking going on, you know, but it was just from so much. I was so exhausted on Sunday. Uh, I think I fell asleep by seven o'clock in the evening. But uh, but yeah, uh, there there it is, the the official band. So had an awesome week getting married and all the preparation, everything that led up to it um, actually is going to lead us into what this episode is about today. And that's honeymoon. And right now I have uh, one of our co- uh, other hosts from the, uh, from panel and fan. And we have a couple more hosts jumping in as well, but none other than Mr. Dan Perry. What's up, buddy. Hey, congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were talking before the show, you know, just the preparation and stuff it takes to go into this. Um, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of work, but it was so worth it. You know, once everything's done and you know, the way, the way everything falls, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know 
you know, my, my honeymoon was great and I've been married for 12 years now. And it's, a, uh, I mean, it's the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, sir, yeah. le- le- legitimately, like everything I am now, success wise career and, and life and everything else is only because of my wife. So yeah, it's no doubt it made me a better man. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel the same way, but, you know, even beforehand, uh, you know, with marriage, you know, I, I have a wonderful woman, uh, you know, who, ex- who, you know, had enough to say, all right, we're going to take you on, start dating. And, you know, our, both our love has grown and we grew as individuals together to get to where we're at, at this point in our lives. And, you know, a lot of what's being done today, you know, and is for our future together. So, you know, when we took that sacrament in front of God and our families, it was, um, it was one of the happiest days of my life uh, thus far that I can remember, you know, it was awesome. (laughs) Very cool, man. I I definitely feel it from you. Like you're kind of, you know, it, you got that just marry glow, I guess, to you. <laughs> Where you just got married and she's putting it on you. I don't know one of the two. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, the one thing we're we've been back and forth on right now is uh, planning our honeymoon, and that's uh, you know, that's actually kind of becoming harder than uh, it's becoming harder than what we actually uh, thought it's going to be, just because. We're finding out uh, things have really gone up in price. I believe it. Yeah. So, with that being said, before we jump to that, I just want to uh, give our listeners a heads up about us and Paddle and Finn. If you guys are following the trail series, uh, July 31st, we have our tournament here in Illinois on the Fox River. Guys, get signed up for it. It's going to be a blast. You're gonna see me out there, uh, just kind of all along that, all along all stretches of the river. It's it's a fun river to fish. It is notorious for smallmouth. Um, there's been actually a couple of good smallmouth. Been seeing pictures come in from uh, our local groups here of some nice twenty to twenty-two inch smallmouth being caught. So they're out there. You guys go get them and make this such a fun event. I can't wait to see you guys. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out to any of us here at Paddle and Finn. Uh, and we'll help get you in the right direction. Right. Uh, I wish I lived but, closer so I could go, but uh, a little too far from me. I hear you. I, it's just like, you know, in the same, you know, tra- trying to get down there, making plans. You know, I actually, um, uh, one of my buddies who's a fireman as well, they're planning a redfish trip down in uh louisiana in october and i'm kind of holding i'm like hey don't definitely count me out but i'm waiting to see like what we're going to do as a pod as a group as a podcast where we're going because we're you know we have that all put together but uh if i could definitely get down to you know that far south to go redfishing that'd be awesome especially around october it's supposed to be really good from my understanding Anytime in the winter, whenever it's cooler, is is the best time to go trout and redfish and all that. Yep. Well, let's uh let's get into it, man. Let's talk destinations for uh for honeymoons. So being that you uh you have the experience in this one, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your honeymoon? Where'd you go? What'd you do? All the good stuff. 
Yeah, we were pretty fortunate. We, we got some money, uh, I think, as a gift for a honeymoon. So we decided to go at Key West. I mean, it's just somewhere you always hear about and you, you want to go, you know. Uh, didn't do any fishing while we were down there, but we uh, we went down there. And whenever we were making the plans, it was either we could stay because it's pretty expensive. I mean, it's Key West. Uh, like you could either go and so we could either stay five days at a not as nice place, like a great place, or we could stay four days and we could stay at a really, really nice place for the same price. So that's what we did. We, so we, you know, with that money and our money, we put in and we stayed at, at the Waldorf Astoria, the, um, I forget the name of it the actual name of the resort, but it's a resort that's been there since like the turn of the century and been there forever. It's been renovated and uh, it's a pretty small hotel room, but we had, it had two pools and it had the perfect view right in between the two pools and then overlooked the ocean. I mean, it's just like unbelievable. And I had always heard of Waldorf Astoria. I love that movie coming to America, the old one. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Like, King Joffy Joffer, he stays yep. at the Waldorf, and you just all <laughs> that name is like the pinnacle of what hotel is. And uh, so yeah, we stayed at the Waldorf, and it's just absolutely as nice as you could imagine. It was it was pretty unbelievable, and uh, you know, especially a guy from Mississippi, you know, growing up in a trailer to stay somewhere like that. I mean, it wasn't like they're not throwing down rose petals in front of you anywhere. I mean, it's like a regular hotel, but it was really super nice. And uh, so the trips that we did is every day we had something different planned. Um, day one, we did, I think the f the first day we jet skied all the way around Key West. They, they do jet ski tours. So because it's an, it, it's an island and there's a bridge that, there's only one bridge in, one bridge out all the way down the Keys. Route one. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so we did a, the first day one, we did a, a jet ski tour all the way around it. We both got our own jet skis and that was a blast. And uh, I think besides that, that day, whenever we got done, we went out to eat, just went around the town going to see and stuff. They have like Key West Key Lime Pies. They have like, that's a store, you know, all the cool stuff. Jimmy Buffett's, he's got a place we went to. I'm not sure what days we did what, but we did went to the Ernest Hemingway house. He used to live down there. We went to, uh, yeah, like all the, everything. <laughs> we went everywhere in Key West. Like really, four days is that's about all you need in Key West because there is, you know, it's a little island. There's not, there's only so much to do. There you go, got the beach. Yep. Seat. There's <laughs> only so much you can do in Key West. So eventually, you're going to kind of run out of stuff to do, I guess. But uh, so we, after this second day is whenever we went, uh, we went scuba diving. So they have this lady that comes to how we did it. The lady came to the pool at the Waldorf and taught you how to scuba dive in the pool, like a one hour lesson. And she wasn't ugly either, by the way. <laughs> so, uh so she came and she was from another country. I, I think it was like Poland and she, uh, you know, so she showed us 
how to scuba dive. And I had done it one time before in Mexico. I'm not licensed or anything or certified, whatever it is. So she came to the pool. We did it for an hour. And then we went out on the boat and we scuba dived out there, me and my wife. And that was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's scuba diving. It's like the fish, uh, it, the difference between snorkeling and scuba diving is the fish aren't afraid of you whenever you scuba dive, like, like you're a fish. So they're, yeah. you know, they don't run. So that was obviously amazing. The, and then we went and saw the town and after that and did husband and wife things all the time. That was the best part of the honeymoon. So no matter where you go, it doesn't really matter where you go. You still go and have a good time. <laughs> I mean, you know, so that's, that's the most important part of that. Um, and then one night we did a, a sunset cruise. Like they, they put you in the back of this nice boat. There's like four or five couples and they had tables in the back and we did dinner, like a dinner sunset cruise. That was cool. Very romantic. That one was a little more for the lady. That was, right. it was the food was still great. So I can't complain. Um, and that was it. I, I think that's all the trips that we did. We didn't, uh, one day, you know, cause you have one day whenever you're leaving. So we didn't, well, one day we didn't really do anything, but that was the three trips that we did. And also there's some other ones like looking back on it. There's some other places that you can stay. They have like bungalows on the water, not on Key West, but on okay. the other keys that you could just take an Uber to it. It'd probably be pretty expensive, you know, like a $50 Uber, but you go do that. And they're just like a, like you rent kayaks. And I know people that do it. I know other people that have done that where you just get like this little bungalow on the beach and it's kind of like a little cabin. That would be really cool. And they're not very expensive. They're only like $150 a night. What you mean for oh, nice. US, you know, like a yeah, very reasonable, yeah, a reasonable yeah, price. That's very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, to have a place on the beach or on the sand. So I mean there, there's some other places in the Keys that aren't Key West, aren't aren't the Waldorf, and there's you know, like more chill, more well more scenic than they are city. So I would say my trip, whenever we look back on it, I don't know how it worked out, but it was like to us, it was the perfect honeymoon. I mean, we had something to do. We weren't too busy. The food was amazing. The place was amazing. So it wasn't a really long trip, but it was a perfect trip for what it was. And uh, yeah, we, you know, 12 years later, we look back at it as one of the greatest trips we've ever been on because it was just, it was just perfect, you know? Now, I find it awesome that you brought up Key West because so we initially were looking at um lake tahoe and literally as of amazing too as of this morning we have decided against lake tahoe and i'm and i brought up to her i'm like you know it's be honest with you it the airfare there alone is insane it it was almost two grand for airfare and that's Yep, for round trip for both people was two grand. Wow. And I'm like, that's just itself. That's a lot. That's and I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I've never paid that much money 
uh, for for anywhere. For, I, I've gone to Costa Rica for cheaper for for way less than that. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, I like, you know. Pay that much? That's, a, that's insane. Because demand is high right now. Everyone's, everything's opening up with restriction, or, you know, restrictions are going away, and everyone's, um, everyone's out. So many people, we... I don't have TikTok. She has TikTok, and they were showing videos of. It looks like, um, think of like Gunnersville on a on a summer day. Uh, that's all week. All week it was like that, and everything's just. It's, I guess it's insanely packed with tourists, so on and so forth. So there, I mean, obviously the the South Lake Tahoe and the you know everywhere surrounding Tahoe itself is you know taking a taking a bite at the bit right now for to cash in on that while they can. But like I said, the airfare itself, that's kind of, uh, that's, that's enough to drive you away. So she's the one who said, how about Key West? I go, you're kidding me, right? She's like, no, no, I've been to Key West and I love it. And I, oh, talked about, yes. And I talked about wanting to go. If I, if I could pick a place, I would love to go there for uh, again, and have it as a honeymoon destination. It is absolutely awesome. Um, and I'm going to pick your brain on some things too, because I'm familiar with the area, and you could kind of give a little more insight. When I went down there, it was a it was a boys' trip. You know, it's just uh, but you know, it was me and a bunch of uh, the guys uh, from the firehouse. We go down there, and uh, you know, we had a good time. And I think we did what you said. Four, we did four days. Um, we had an Airbnb that was um, right on the, uh, you know, where the um, the last mile marker, the 90 miles to Cuba uh, yeah. buoy is. Mm-hmm. It was right down the street from there. So right by the public beach. Um, so we stood in the south end, but Duval Street's right there. So literally you turn out the house, walk a half a block and make a right, you're on Duval Street. And that's where, you know, all the, all the, you know, that's where the nightlife, that's where all the shops and all that are along uh, for Key West over there. Um, but we, while we were out there too, uh, we went to dry Tortuga. Uh, I don't oh, know if you heard about I wish we had gotten to do that. And uh, that's something that we, you know, as we're starting to look at plans, um, what you did for scuba diving. Uh, we were actually looking at that to do um, either snorkel or scuba dive around um, actually around the infrastructure itself, uh, which would be pretty cool. 
Now, when you guys went scuba diving in that area, did you ha- did you guys see um, coral that was still alive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's insane because when we went out by when I went snorkeling the last time out there um, back and that was 2019, there was all the coral had uh, turned gray. Oh, really? And, yep. And you know the you know the locals and the biologists, you know, there's a whole thing out on it. They're saying that's literally from the greenhouse gas effect because when that superheated gas comes back down from the ozone. It's driving straight down into that ocean floor and heating enough to where that coral is pretty much cooking. That's how it gets in like that case in gray state. And if you literally take it, it just disintegrates in your hand. That's crazy. Yeah. When, yeah. when it was still alive and thriving. I mean, like, like I said, it was 12 years ago. So yeah, that's, that's crazy to think just, about, you know, over that amount of time that can happen like that. But you give some good perspective about Key West from a honeymooner's point of view. And definitely, I could definitely see where you're coming from with, uh, you know, you guys always had something to do. Uh, and when we were down there, one thing that uh, I showed Olivia that we kind of want to do again is uh, there's a place to rent kayaks. And then you could kayak the mangroves um, in and around uh, Key West, which is pretty cool in itself. And so... We're we're looking at all that. When you uh when you went down there, do you remember some of the places you went to eat? I really don't because it's been twelve years. I, I wish I did. I mean, besides no. Sunset Cruise on the on the boat, I remember that, but man, I all I can remember is me and my wife having a great time. I don't oh, absolutely where we all ate though. The uh there's one place that we couldn't get into because it was booked up every day while we were down there. And I'd love to try to get there's uh, uh, two conks, uh, which is renowned uh, seafood that they, ha- uh, that they have that's caught fresh every day, brought in cooked on site there. That's, cool. that's uh, yeah, that's something I would love to get back to, to try to have, you know, to try to get in and have that while down there, um, you know, locally sourced like that. That's, that's, you can't get any fresher than that. How is the airfare down there if it's so expensive to get to Tahoe? Is uh, it bad there too. Round trip per person was four hundred dollars, oh, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. So eight hundred dollars compared to two to you know two grand. Yeah, um, yeah. and so, and that kind of all, that offsets the cost. I mean, right now you're you're in um, you know prime season for it down there right now with it being you know. So it, the yeah, it's a little high on Airbnb. We're looking at a couple more places, but we're probably going to average around maybe three hundred dollars a night, and we're staying four nights. So that twelve hundred kind of offsets, the, you know, with that just the airfare alone it would take yeah. to get out to um, to Lake Tahoe. If if you have, I mean, if, if the cost is a big issue, which I mean it is for all of us, have you thought about like going to Yellowstone or? doing something like that yeah so we we've been out that way um, oh, yeah the, yeah, the, the only, travel, you get all the, over i don't get anywhere <laughs> yeah so there's two there's two issues that come with that um airfares one and timing is driving yeah just drive um so 
with with my work schedule, I could only probably get up to about seven days off gotcha. um, with what I can do. And with that said, if you were to drive, because when we did it, now, again, same group of guys who were in Key West, we did this trip in an RV going out west. We'd, we'd rent an RV. It took us pretty much 24 hours of straight driving from Chicago to get to um, the Grand Tetons, which is just south of Yellowstone. And that's not including you know the, all the stopping and everything else that, that comes with it. So you got to take that into account. And then you also had to take into account to, um, you know, if you had to get rerouted or something happens on those routes coming back home, um, you know, adding a day or two for unexpected things. So it, it actually winds up being a longer trip than what you can plan. Uh, yeah, if you do we fly. Did we did it whenever I was a kid, but we went to like all the stuff in South Dakota, like Walrug yep. and, you know, uh, Devil's Tower and yep the the whole the whole strip Mount Rushmore you know all Corn Palace the uh, so yeah we did uh, Tetons Yellowstone and then uh, Devil's Tower was awesome uh, we I had no idea what the heck Wall was until we actually stood in Wall with the RV at an RV park because uh, we went to the Badlands the next morning that next morning but Wall is like the biggest tourist trap ever. I, you know, yeah. I'm like, what in the hell is this? And then I was like, oh man, it's just a tour. It's just a tourist trap. I actually saw a dude here in Birmingham today at the hockey rink. He had a sticker on his car said "Wall Drug." I said, <laughs> "Your your Wall Drug sticker." And he said, "Yeah, it went a couple of years ago." That's, uh, I got what what a I coincidence! Got, I got the magnet on my fridge too. It's uh. Yeah, I, I was like, well, I'll, ne- I'll probably maybe one more time in my life in my life probably be here, but you know, take it for what you get, and then get some ice while I'm here too. Yeah, well, one <laughs> one trip that we had talked about doing, and like we would really like to do, is you fly up to this. I mean, it's totally off Key West, but you fly up to Quebec City, and then okay. you take the train down through like, I don't man. My Canadian geography is poor <laughs> at least at best. But it's like uh, Quebec City, is it Montreal, Winnipeg, and then Toronto, and then Niagara Falls, and then you can yep. fly back. So you you drive up and train down. That would be that that'd be a heck of a trip too. Yeah, that that actually be pretty cool, especially um, in the summer whenever it's you know warm in Canada. Pro- the problem with that right now is we can't get over oh, the border. Canada's closed. Oh, Canada's so right. closed. No. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm not going to get into political stuff. But we've been open for a long time. Ain't nobody got yep. COVID down here. So, yep. It's, uh, come yeah, on. Because it, it, I remember when uh, Jimmy was asking a couple, uh, couple months ago, you know, if we were going to go to St. Clair staying on the Canada side and it just, they never, we could never get a straight answer. Then it said they, they were uh, not opening their borders. Uh, so, you know, that's their decision, but yeah. So kind of keeping it, you know, more domestically here, yeah. <laughs> but, wow. you know, but yeah, but for sure, you know what key West though is not out the question. 
if we did can if we did do Canada, we talked about um we talked about I mean her talked about it before driving up through Michigan through Salt Sumerie and all the way up uh, into Ontario and then um the possibility of one day because obviously we can't do it now but doing a fly into one of the lodges yeah. and then I'd be fishing but <laughs> she she likes the pristine nature but I'd be chasing after walleye and smallmouth while she was doing the pristine nature. Well, they have that. Um, if you ever watched the Scott Martin challenge and he, yeah. like they do a couple of things where they were on rainy Lake up uh, somewhere up in Canada, but they, you rent houseboats. That would be, yep. that'd be a really cool trip. International falls. Oh, is that what it is? Cool. Yep. Yeah. International falls. And, uh, yeah, you know what? We, um, you know, and we looked into to some stuff. The uh, houseboats are out the question right now. Everything's booked up until Labor Day. Uh, dang it. Never mind. Call, call Richard and have him kick somebody out for us. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, so other ideas, though, that we have. So we have a couple more on the back burner. And then maybe you could throw some insight, too, because they're not too far from you. We were looking at uh, at Savannah and Charleston. Savannah is good. Uh, my wife's actually my wife and my and her mom are actually going to Savannah on a little trip. I, I think it's like four hours from here, uh, from where I live. Uh, I went there for two weeks for work one time to the liquid liquefied natural gas plant there in Savannah, and uh, okay. it was okay. It's like. Uh, it's like a less tone. It's like a toned down New Orleans. Like okay, we used to live in New Orleans, and New Orleans is obviously like at ten. You know, it's they like to party in New Orleans, and it's a little bit more dangerous. And you know, it's things are just amplified a little bit in New Orleans. But Savannah's a little more chill. Uh, they've got like a cool river walk area. It's it's very like a. It has that same New Orleans like old old French kind of colonial kind of vibe because all the buildings are so old and all that. But, uh, yeah, very Savannah's definitely a, a cool town, like worth going to. Uh, and it's, it's got like a cool romantic kind of vibe to it for sure. Cool. I, I, I can see that being a, a trip. The only time I've been to Charleston is whenever I was a, a kid when my dad, uh, that's the only time I, I went there and we went to the fort and all that, but can't tell you too much about that one. But Savannah, I went as an adult. It was nice, for sure. They have, like, horse-drawn carriages and, you know, like, ghost tours and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it would be cool, for sure. Now, bo both of these are uh, coastal towns. So, you know, you still have you, – you get that old feel, and you can still get, like, the beach vibe and, you know, get, get that going with it, too. Um, and for us, you know, we – you know we're we're foodies, man. We like the we like the food scene too. So I know both both of those cities within two hours of each other too have a great um, just have a great food scene. Um, it draws a lot of people down down there for it as well. I'm I'm ashamed to admit it, but I'll say my wife got me into it. But we watch that damn show Southern Charm, and it you know, <laughs> that's in Charleston. But uh, yeah. I mean, Charleston, the, the food, Hilton Head, I mean, all those areas in between those two cities would be would be cool. 
Cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's that's our plan with it right now. Um, but if I think we're probably going to go to Key West. Key West. I mean, just kind of the way everything's all everything's falling in line for it. I think that's where where our destination is going to be. So that's hard, um, to beat, man. I mean, we yeah. like I said, we 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 wouldn't take back our, our trip to trip to Key West or our honeymoon for anything. It was just perfect. So cool. Well, that we got the the, the travel part out of the way. Let's talk about you a little bit, man. What's been oh. up with you? You're a returning guest on the show. Yeah. You're uh, you're competing in uh, so, uh, in a few of the uh, KFLs. Oh, got Josh coming. Josh. In. I, and now he went somewhere cool for his his honeymoon. Yeah, it's good to be on here. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you guys doing? Good. Where is it you went for your honeymoon? I went to Hawaii. More Hawaii. specifically, Kauai. That's right. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Nice. Was that big money? Uh, we it wasn't big money. Um, we actually skipped on doing a big wedding. Um, we just kind of got married outside. I got a simple suit. You know, she got a nice dress. We literally had immediate family, so it was her, her mom, dad, uh, brother, his wife, and kids, and then my mom, my sister, husband, and her kids, and that was it. And then we went to a nice dinner afterwards. Um, and then, but we spent more money on our honeymoon than we did the actual wedding. So we were going to do a bigger wedding, but she um, she was like, "I'd rather just go somewhere fun, you know, like like or go somewhere really nice." And my uh, ex, she had actually been to Hawaii like five or six times. So um, her dad worked for, I want to say maybe United Airlines. So they get traveled there cheap, you know, like flight wise. So I've been, yeah, man. The, I've been to the airport in Honolulu four times and I've never been out of the airport. Really? Uh, yeah. Just going, going through, you know, going to Asia. I For never, the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, I mean, are you guys still talking? I didn't want to interrupt you. What you guys oh, yeah. points were made. Yeah, you're good. So no, what do you want to know about it? Yeah, so just like I asked uh, Dan, you know, what are some memorable things that uh, you did while you're on your honeymoon? Uh, things to see, things to eat, uh, the whole, pretty much the whole spiel of what you can remember. All right, um, I don't drink, so and she didn't drink, so it was uh, we remember everything. <laughs> but um, so, uh, like Kauai is really cool compared to some of the other island stuff like it has a restriction on how high they will build their buildings so they don't have like really big hotels so what's cool about that is is that you it's very visually pleasing there i mean it's basically a volcano right like it is uh, there's just a mountain in the middle of it and it's the coolest place i've been into because i was on a beach with a rainforest behind me and a mountain 
Like literally like all I have to do is turn around and there it is. And their beaches are gorgeous there. I got to swim with sea turtles like on my own. Like I didn't even have to do like a guided trip. We happened to stop at this beach and I could see them out there. We had snorkel gear back at the condo. We grabbed that. And literally I just swam like 20 yards offshore. And the way the current would be, you would just sit still, look down in the water on your, you know, floating on your belly and go right across over top of them. And that was really cool. Um, Majestic. Yeah, Yeah. it was cool. The only bad thing is, is the time of year that we went, we went, we got married in September and it was right at the start where the coral starts to break up a little bit. Um, Like where it kind of starts to almost look like it's dying out and it happens in the, like there's an, I didn't know this, but there's like an off season to it. So instead of being like really clear water, it was slightly stained and a greenish hue to it. So it kind of made things a little harder to see like that. I mean, you could still see it clear, it just wasn't that like you know crazy clear water that sometimes is they're known for, but um, no, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but we we did something fun every day. So we did like one kind of thing every day. We went zip lining. Um, we took like an ATV tour, which was actually pretty wild. Like you would think like ATV tour, you're like, Oh, it's going to be kind of lame. It was pretty intense, dude. Like it rained and it got like kind of sketchy out on the trails. And there's some (laughs) spots you're going down. You're like, dude, that's, that's a steep drop. Like I'm going to be hurting like real bad or dead. You know, if I fall (laughs) off the side of this thing. And uh, I learned that the wife was not experienced four wheeler as she thought she was like, And I was like, why is she so slow? Like she was holding everybody up. And I'm like, I thought you rode these things before. And she's like, I have. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And it come to find out she had ridden like somebody's backyard, like on flat surface, like, you know, in a (laughs) contained area. She'd never been trail riding on like a quad before. So I had to kind of give her some pointers on how to ride an ATV. She kept sitting down and you can't sit down on ATVs because it will buck you off like a horse and so i was like you got to stand up and ride these things like you ride a horse like you've got to kind of keep your knees a little you know a little bent and you need to kind of roll with the punches like in a sense you know as you hit those bumps you're going to kind of ride them out and right take it, that it helped but that um that ranch that we rode on was where they recorded jurassic park the scene where they're all running with the dinosaurs on foot and the oh, dinosaurs sweet. are flying by him everywhere. That was recorded. Like there was a field right there where that was. A lot of that movie was recorded out there. Huh. Um, the coffee is amazing there because it's like grown on the islands. You know, um, you know, we were all talking about that coffee thing that Brad was talking about. Uh, I had the macadamia nut uh, coffee there. I cannot remember which brand who it was. Um, but it was the best coffee I've ever had. Like, it's like one of the only coffees I've ever had that I didn't want to put creamer in it. Like, I'm not a fan of black coffee at all. Um, I think it's <laughs> just too bitter, but I've tried to kind of get into it just for health reasons, you know, cause creamer is horrible for you. But, um, but, uh, I, they make macadamia nuts are very popular, you know, that's grown there too. And I had like the best cinnamon roll there, which was like a macadamia nut cinnamon roll. And I don't like I don't like nuts. Like I don't like I like cashews and peanuts, but I don't like almonds and stuff like that. But these, it was there, and it was so good. Like I mean, it's 
I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was because the place is so beautiful. Everything tastes better, but um, <laughs> what else? I went fishing. That was oh, cool. There you go. Yep. So I got to peacock bass fish and that was awesome. So really? I, I yeah. What? Are they native to there? Not at all. Um, okay. Those fish are really only native to, I think, South America, if I'm not mistaken. They are not so native or... to Florida at all. Um, they're not native to white. On uh, Kauai, they have a reservoir, um, for, you know, for their water. And they are in that reservoir. They were introduced there. Um, it is, uh, it's a blast to catch them. We try to catch them on ar- artificial. And at the time when we went, I was sort of relatively new to um, fish bass fishing. Um, I I wasn't like really new, but I was new to throwing like hard baits, and that's what he had. Um, I was throwing a lot of soft plastic stuff when I first started, so um, but that ended up not really working well. We started fishing with like a little bream, you know, or a little like tiny bluegill. Uh, they were only like probably like I don't know, like two inches inch and a half to two inches, put them on circle hooks, toss them out there, dude. And boom, they take off. And, um, she caught the biggest fish and I think the most fish that day. Um, but dude, that was a blast. Um, I'd love to go try to catch those again. It's like, it's they're a little, even probably, I, I don't, you know, at the time, this is what I said. And I, I probably still agree. They, they fight harder than smallmouth. Like they, they really like the bulldog and head shake and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun and they're absolutely gorgeous. And what's really cool about them is that they can be kind of so different. Like you can catch one, it's just like really vibrant green and orange. And then you could catch ones of like a little bit different colors, you know, and like it's, it's sort of, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's kind of like what you see with bass, you know, how you see bass that they may stand tend to be on like the deeper side or the versus one that's in vegetation shallow and the color differences you'll see like light and dark. Like, I don't know if that's playing into it. Um, you know, because like some of them, you're just, you'll see them like where they're in, you know, somebody's catching them in Miami or South America and they're like crazy different, you know? Um, I would assume it's kind of the thing, but I didn't, I just learned this the other day why they have that big spot on their tail is to kind of like be like a third eye and it's for um it's i think it's a predatory thing i can't remember if it's for predator yeah exactly uh but those were those are a ton of ton of fun to catch um it it was uh, a lot of fun let me try to think something that's really cool and it's it's known for it um another movie was recorded out there uh i can't remember what it was called though um, but the Nepali coastline, uh, is like absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And I was awful during it. Cause I do not do well on big boats and big waves. Like I get motion sickness kind of easy. I can do it in my kayak. I have to take, uh, motion sickness pills a lot of times if I know I'm going to be fishing a lake. Um, so I got out there and like 15 minutes in, I'm like, this is the most god awful thing I've ever been on. Like, dude, like it's so stunningly beautiful, and I could not enjoy fifteen minutes of it, dude. Like it was just fit first fifteen minutes in, and we were gonna we were on that thing for an hour and a half. I was like an hour fifteen minutes of just being miserable, dude. Um, 
And it was crazy is because we finally stopped and they stopped to do like this little lunch thing and have people if they want to scuba dive. And I, I just immediately jumped off. Like I was like, throw me a life jacket. I'm jumping off like this boat right now. Cause I needed to get off the rockingness. You know, I could get in the water and not feel it as much. So, um, I did that and it was kind of crazy. Like I moved all over that boat. They'd be like, try sitting over here. I've heard that works or sit over here. And I'm like, <laughs> But um, it's all still on the boat. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Like they were like still on the front. I'm like, now my kidneys hurt. Because <laughs> you just hit the waves. Like, just um, there's like ahead. when we were out in Lake Michigan uh, last year, going out was fine, but we had uh, we had headwind coming in back to shore. Beautiful view of the skyline. Everything's looking great. And then uh, <laughs> the two guys who were uh, firemen with me uh, were, were doing a, a charter just both them just hanging off the one almost actually went overboard because he was so motion sick when they hit the wave he was we had to grab him because he was about to go right over i'm like he's like it was great up until this point and he goes i'm never getting on another uh another trap again out there yeah dude like i've had friends that be like dude you want to go deep sea fishing and i'm like i don't think i can do it and I, I honestly don't because i mean you know like it's I've been on houseboats before um, that have been docked. And when I get done and I get back home, like for three days, dude, I'm a mess. Like I found out that I think I found out I have an inner issue, ear issue um, where when I get on there and I get um, oh, what's it called vertigo real easy from the fluid in my ear shifting around like that on a consistent basis. If I'm on one for a short period of time, I'm good. But if it's going to be like hours or like days, like I will be a mess. Like I fished on one of our local lakes here and I was out there for like nine hours and it was really, um, I was in a, the Jackson Coosa HD and I saw I was paddling. So I was ending up having to be like on the shore a lot, you know what I mean? To fish. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I just, at the time, I don't, I think I forgot my anchor or whatever. And the whole time I'm just sitting there like this, trying to fish. <laughs> and for nine hours, my head is just rocking. And the next day I went to work and I, I almost passed out, dude. Like, and I had no idea why I, I thought something was wrong. I thought I was having like a stroke because I got real bad tunnel vision where everything got real dark around me and That's like so literally funny. almost passed out and went to, Went to the doctor the next day and he's like, um, I, I think you just have vertigo. You have something that's going on, you know, where you get in those in a kayak or boat or whatever. And if it's for a prolonged period of time, it just, you know, your the fluid in your inner ear is like all out of whack or whatever. So that's why I take that motion sickness stuff, dude. Like anytime I know I'm gonna be out for a while. And it helps actually, it helps out a lot. So um, but back to Kauai. The Nepali coastline was cool. Um, something we drove by, which was kind of cool, is there's the missile sites out there. You know, like there is a military base out there. I cannot remember what it is, um, but it was kind of cool. You could kind of tell like you were in like a weird area. You know, Dan knows how it is. Air Force, like they when they come through and build something, they strip the shit out of everything, and it gets like real barren sort of looking like in the area. <laughs> Um, and it's crazy. Cause you're like on this lush, like rainforest Island. And then this one side is like, it's like the beach grew exponentially. You know what I mean? And it was like the perfect site for them. Um, 
It's uh, it's it's it rains every day there. It's like the wettest place on earth, but the weather's gorgeous. It's kind of weird. Like it's because you're on that island, the rain comes and goes. Like it's like 15 minutes, it's done. Um, so and uh, the food. Well, that's where I learned GMOs. You know, like gen okay. genetically modified yeah. like stuff. So there's a huge. That's this is like. I, I'm convinced that Hawaii is where this started. The movement for that started. Um, and I learned a lot there about it. I didn't understand it when I was here, you know, like just in your normal kind of grocery store setting. But I kept seeing it everywhere. And eventually what I ended up learning was that Hawaii has like the perfect ecosystem for people to grow crops. Because it is literally like the same temperature year round. It's like like 75 degrees there's a ton of moisture and it doesn't fluctuate much from there right and so, so like companies all the yeah so like they can grow crops year-round and there's no drought issue and there's no cold weather issue um the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. On top of that, there's not a lot of crazy insect activity out there. There's not um, like it's really weird, dude. Like there's not a lot of predatory stuff. Like it's there's wildlife there, but it's just it's not destructive, I guess, crop wise. Um, but companies like Dole uh, operate there, right? Um, okay. And you know, Dole is a giant food manufacturer. Right. So what it is, is that the, I don't know if this is a GMO thing that they have going on there or more of a l residential local being pissed off, but uh, they buy up a ton of land. So like these, you know, food manufacturers own a lot of property out there. And they're farming it and stuff like that. And I think the locals aren't too ecstatic about it because not only are they doing GMO testing type stuff too, but they're taking up a lot of land, you know, that, that, it, cause it's expensive to live there. It's crazy expensive to live there. Um, and most of the people that end up living there own, it's like a vacation home for them. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's not, uh, high rollers. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's a it's a beautiful place, dude. When we went, we went like the one of the first weekends of the off season, and it really wasn't like that far in. It was around the middle of September, I want to say September twentieth is approximately between the eleventh and the twentieth is when we went, and um, it's uh we got our place. We went for six days seven nights something weird like that and it wasn't even two thousand dollars for the condo that we stayed at oh wow that's yeah that's so it was good. like yeah dude it was like renting a place on the mainland the crazy thing that is expensive there is eating um okay. groceries are super expensive because a lot of stuff is imported over 
So like a gallon of milk is crazy expensive, like compared to what it is here. You're looking at like, right. you know, five, $6 for a gallon of milk, you know? Wow. Um, but yeah, that's why that's a lot funny. of people grow their own food there. Like they buy property like that. So, and then they grow their own fruits and vegetables to try to cut that cost down. So that that's uh, quite similar to the last podcast I had with uh, Josiah. And we were talking about the Alaskan way of life and it, it almost, you know, he said the same thing. Anything that's on the mainlands, like, you know, they don't raise cow. They don't have dairy. So all that has to be imported to the island he stays on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, he, you know, they pay, you know, if you really want it, and that's what he said, like, if you really want something like that, you're going to pay for it or you learn to live without it. Yeah. Like, a lot, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, tend to do dairy or, or anything, you know, extra that would come if you can't live off the land. Exactly. And, and that's how they are there too. Like, you know, it's, um, we, we ate like we ate this burger joint, like called Bubba's burgers, dude. It was like <laughs> literally like a food truck, man. They were so good though. It was like one of the best cheeseburgers I had. And it's funny cause my wife was like, she's not like into eating cheeseburgers a lot. She'll eat them occasionally, but it was her idea. Like she liked them so much. Like we ate there like at least once a day, whether it was for lunch or dinner. And, um, they were, uh, they were really, it was really good. The beef is raised there on the Island and stuff. So, um, but they have, I mean, obviously they have like cows there and stuff, but they don't have enough like to sustain, like having like dairy like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause right. it, it, on the mainland it's mass produced. So it's not really, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's um, it was crazy. Like we were gonna go grocery shopping, and we decided not to because when we calculated how much we were we would spend in a day, like of just eating out, it was gonna be a slightly less than actually buying the groceries for the time that we're gonna be there. So, and that's also, and you also think about the time and all that too. You know, yeah. you're saving if you could save, you know, or if you're saving money, you're also saving time that way as well. Yeah, and we were on the move all the time, like. But it's really cool too, man. Like there's one main road that goes almost all the way around, but it doesn't connect. Uh, we went on a hike um, to some areas that were really cool. Do you guys remember um, there's a uh, – oh, gosh. I want to say um, – I want to. I can't remember it. Leonardo DiCaprio when he was younger was in a movie, and they were on the beach. What was that called? The beach. Is that what it's called, the beach? I think that might have been recorded out there too. Like – uh, but I, this one place that we hiked to, this one beach is uh, like known for one of the scariest undertows. Like people drown out there all the time. It's, I've actually seen it on like some of the nature channels, like Discovery or something like that. We hiked down there and went and checked it out. Um, it's kind of freaky a little bit because it doesn't look, it's very unassuming and you kind of don't realize like kind of what's happening. But um, that hike was scary. Like, my wife made me look like a chump on the hiking trail out there. She was just <laughs> flying around and I was wearing these sketchy shoes and I kept slipping all over the place, but I killed a, uh, I don't know. I don't think I killed it, but I had a fight with using a magazine and a giant centipede. And the thing was about <laughs> seriously two feet long and stood about two inches off the ground. Scariest bug I've ever seen in my entire life. I hit it with a magazine as hard as I could. Didn't do anything to it. It just looked back and ran away and then i was like dude that thing's hiding in this place and we're gonna sleep in here like 
Um, I finally somehow got it. I, I don't remember. I know I didn't kill it. I got it outside. So I don't remember what I did though, but um, yeah. So Josh, I'm actually looking on Google maps right now and I'm looking at some places. Was the beach you're talking about uh, Hanapu H O N O P U. And they have like an art. Yeah. It's like what? They have like a uh, art, like an art that was, uh, Eroded out around there. Yeah. At, uh, yep. Yep. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Seeing pictures of that, it looks really nice. It's if like hard to get to though, dude. Like it's a, it's a hike to get down over there. Like it doesn't. Oh, I'm looking at the terrain right now and it, yeah, you, you got a lot, you have a lot of climbing to yeah. do off that peak there. And just south of there, there, um, there's like a Canyon waterfall too. It looks like on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And what's really cool is like in the middle of the island because it's like a volcano point, like basically, you know, like you've got a summit and it's right in the middle of the island. The island is small, like compared to some, you know, like to the big island, obviously, like it's really small. Right. It, it only takes like an hour to drive almost all the way around it. Um, okay. And that's not because it's that big. It's just that much traffic because it's like one main road. Um, so like everybody's traveling on that same road, but what's cool is like in the middle of the Island and you can almost see this at any point is a waterfall in the middle of the Island. And yeah, that's so what like, I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Like we had to eat pizza at one restaurant and you can see that waterfall. And then like, you could be on the other side of the Island doing something else and you still can see that. Um, and then there's a really big waterfall that people jump off of. Um, somebody got hurt real bad doing it. Um, but we went out there and like Laura, I think she said when she was younger, they actually jumped off of it. But now it's all like closed off and stuff like that. So because so many people have gotten injured. Uh, you, and you, you were talking about the Jurassic Park. It shows the Jurassic Park Falls, too. Yeah. Uh, now, my question to you is, did you guys fly into Honolulu and then ferry over to that island? Uh, no, there's actually, there? there's a, I think there's an airport there. So, okay. Um, there's a, it was, that's wild. Like coming in on such a small Island, like, you know, landing there. And, uh, so yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other crazy, we went, we went like zip lining, but we'd done that before. So it wasn't like real crazy. Right. Um, I don't know. I think one of my favorite things was just like seeing sea turtles. Like I'd never seen them before. Like, and so I see them in Hawaii and like, you know, there's like six of them right there. It's not, I didn't have to pay for a guided trip to go see them or anything like that. We stopped at a beach and saw them, went back, got some stuff, you know, to snorkel with that was sitting in the condo and literally like, it's just me and her. Like, and we would just, like swim out a little bit and the current would just push you along and you'd end up right back on to the beach. You know what I mean? And walk back up, you know, like 30, 40 yards, get back in the water, swim out a little bit and just drift right across the top of them. That's cool. So, what, what were they doing? Just hanging out there? They were eating, they eat the coral. Like oh. they chop down on it when it starts to break apart like that. So, um, but yeah, we, in our condo, man, it was on like, it was in like a complex and we kind of picked the better one, man. It was like right on this giant bluff wall. So it was like this huge, like, 
you know, 60 foot straight down cliff right there on the edge. And we're just sitting right there on the edge of it. So on our condo, it was pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Any any volcano stuff going on while you were there? No, no, not at all. Um, That's, they don't have their stuff's not, it's not active at all on there. So uh, we, I think there's tours that you can do, but you'd have to go over to the main island you know what i mean that where the where it's active like that i don't know if they had anything i don't think that they did anything that was going out of Kauai that would go there and come back i think you actually have to go over to that island and then book something over there but we were going to book a helicopter ride but we heard they're a little on the dangerous side like (laughs) like somebody was like oh i don't know and i'm like really like and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, why is it so sketchy? And I couldn't get a straight answer because I kept wondering if it was like the terrain, you know what I mean, might cause it. Because, you know, how like, so, you know, how certain areas will have like weird things that have like thermal issues, like Atlanta yeah. Airport. Like you fly in Atlanta yeah. Airport and you swear <laughs> you're getting bombed. And, yeah. you know, and you don't understand it. The only thing I can think of is, is that the thermals that come off that hot city is just weird and it's pushing, you know, I don't know what it is, but. So I was asking if that's what it is, is that like if the wind is bouncing off that mountain, if it's, you know, what kind of contributes to it? And they said yes. And then also neglect possibly like, you know, they are, you know, smoke. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe it's some mechanical issues mixed in with it and whatnot. But so we ended up not doing it. It was kind of it was kind of overpriced, too. That was one thing that I saw that was like, yeah, that's probably not really worth it, you know. But. I'm not getting a helicopter no matter what. I'm damn wings. How can some fly that doesn't have wings? No. It's got little ones on the tail, little tiny ones, right? Yeah. It's funny. My father-in-law, he used to fly around with a power company inspecting lines on them, but yeah. he wouldn't get in a plane. He would only get in helicopters. Yeah, which is harder to fly too. You know what I mean? Like, Which is like, there's a lot going on. For the pilots for helicopters, like you got to be on your point on game constant, dude. But yeah, man, it was a, it was a, it's the funnest trip that I've ever taken. Um, and uh, like I'd love to go back someday. Uh, it is expensive to uh, obviously go there, um, but overall for the trip that for us, what we did, like the way we did it, it wasn't outrageous. Um, I think we got, we got our plane tickets as a gift as a, you know, for, for getting married. Uh, it was like part of our, our wedding gift. Um, I think my, my, my parents, my mom and my sister gave us like money to use while we're there. So like relatively out of pocket, like we didn't spend like a crazy absorbent amount. So, um, but yeah, I recommend if you, if you go to Hawaii, and do you want like a chill trip? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not super commercialized there by any means. Like, you know, cool. it's got this, the old school surf town f- feeling to it. Like everybody, I don't think anybody there works. I think they surf and everybody owns a Toyota <laughs> Tacoma with a surf rack on it. Like the whole Island does, dude. I'm not kidding. Like in, uh, you could drive for 10 minutes and count 40 something Toyota Tacomas like easily. Um, everybody owns that truck and everybody surfs. <laughs> and I don't think hardly any of them work. So, <laughs> there you go. 
But why would you want to, right? If you yeah. if you could kind of if, if you, you live, live on in a paradise, world. yeah. So, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish; it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations, and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I just want to take a minute and thank both you guys for your... Uh, actually, we we got a lot uh, you know, to talk about over uh, this episode. Um, I don't have a final decision yet on where I'm going. We're going to go look at uh, Hawaii right now. <laughs> but... um. You know, before you hopped in, Josh, um, you know, I, I, we were initially, and when we were talking to the group chat, we were looking at, um, you know, Lake Tahoe and found out it is relative, it is pretty expensive just to get there for the airfare alone. Yeah. Um, and it, they're in peak season. So uh, alternatively, we are probably looking at going to Key West. And, uh, and Dan, ha- that's where his uh, honeymoon was too. So, uh, got some ideas, uh, bounced back and forth off of Dan on that, but we're not throwing Hawaii out the ring yet. So that's what, uh, after this is done, we're going to go take a look and uh, see. Yeah, and it is expensive goes. to fly there. I mean, you're looking at almost two grand probably. That's yeah. funny because it's two grand to go to Lake Tahoe and that's on the mainland. Yeah. Um, so it could be more. <laughs> it could be more. You know, I think it, it's all also super dependent on, what's your when you're trying to book it obviously you know like we had we had decided ours quite a bit ways out so like like you know we were almost probably a year out when we made that decision to go there and so yeah it's uh it was kind of crazy but um did key i've heard a lot of good things about key west man it's it's a good party time like it's a good time so i've never been down there but you know can't go wrong so it's a honeymoon, man. If you just, yeah. you know, it, the key is you're going to, you know, you're newly married. You guys are going to have fun. You got to, you know, take that phone, shut it off, man. Enjoy each yeah. other's time wherever you go. So absolutely. Don't well, get divorced. Do you hear me? Do you hear me, Dan? <laughs> I said, and don't get divorced. <laughs> Well, dude, you could go to the most magical place on earth, like Hawaii, and still end up divorced like me. So it's all good. <laughs> well, that's that's most people, man. Yeah, I know. But like, I dude, I um, I don't know. Where, where's Lake Tahoe? Is that in? Uh, it's in two Cal- states, right? Nevada and California. Yeah, it's, it's like a, on the border. It's what just, it's west of Reno and east of Sacramento to kind of give you a coordination of it. Two hours east of Sacramento, 45 minutes west of Reno. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Have you thought about doing like a road trip? Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, and we're kind of – corn. I mean, she was like, how about if we drive all the way down to Key West? I'm like, it's just as bad as driving all the way out west. Yeah, Key um, West is like – 14 hours from here and i'm yeah probably eight hours i think i'm eight hours from you but that would be yep. yeah it, it's i yeah, mean we actually found drive. pretty pretty uh relatively uh cheaper for down there too so yeah i was thinking like maybe you guys stop in different places you know what i mean like 
pick, oh, pick like five or six different places and be like, don't, 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 you know? Yep. Um, that'd be yeah, like cool. Fly to Orlando and then do some stuff on the way. Orlando is always a cheap flight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like for uh, for us back to Midway, you'd have to go to Fort Lauderdale and then fly from Fort Lauderdale. So I actually did. So I, I did that trip back in 2019 where we came up from the Keys to Miami and I didn't realize how, I mean, on the map it's close, but how far away in Miami traffic Fort Lauderdale is to mm-hmm. get to that airport, man. It, it's like another hour uh, if you're coming from um, if you're coming from South Beach, you know. So it, it does take some time to get there. I don't know how much stuff is left. Uh, I know the Bahamas got, you know, tore up by a hurricane. Yeah. I mean, if you're down in Miami, you can take the ferry over to to the Bahamas. Yep. Yeah, we did look at that as well um, as part of the option too. Uh, the only the only thing is, um, which we have, we, you know, you got to carry it around. But they want to see uh, proof of vaccination and stuff like that going that way too. So lame. <laughs> That's the uh, only thing I, I don't want to lose while carrying. Like, how do you do that? I mean, I you know what? Fine, get vaccinated. But how do you be like? Oh, you got to carry something. Like, nah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, dude, this world is getting crazier by the day, isn't it? <laughs> yep. But you know uh, what? In, in well, good luck, man. No matter where you go, good luck. Yep. Yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate you guys world. hopping on. Wherever yeah. you go, just it's all about her. Yep. Well, we're going <laughs> to give up. That's right. I love hey, it, David. I, I, <laughs> Dan, he could not say a single curse word and come up with the best, most inappropriate thing. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so wasn't expected. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, JP, guys, congratulations, man. Yeah, Thanks, man. buddy. And, hey, on, the, on that, it's time for uh, one sip. Everybody knows the rules, so we can close out the show. Oh, hi. Uh, Anybody, uh, Dan, you got one you want to try real quick or give a one sip on that? I've got that high quality H2O. Yeah, just All right. This is kind of like H, this is kind of like H2O, but it's uh, it's actually pretty local and it's pretty tasty. Shandy. So got, it's uh, it's Goose Island 312 oh. Shady. Uh, White Sox quarters. All right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, this part has be, been brought to you by Rocktown Adventure. Gear up and head out if you're in northern Illinois for all your kayaking and hiking needs. And we'll let you know how this goes right now. Cheers. Cheers. Shandy for the ladies. All right. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. You too, Josh. See you. And for those listening, that's summertime in a glass right there. Can't beat it. It is uh, very lemony. Well, Oh, hang on one second. Oh, Dan's gone. Well, everyone, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with another destination for you. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Water. Till next time, peace. 
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv pursuing wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment